So, um, Katie, what's your doctrine of hell? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the House of Bliss podcast, your favorite show you've never heard of and the Internet's best kept secret. Well, it it's been a while since I've uh, been with you guys behind the mic And that's because I've been running every which way all across the West Coast this last couple of weeks. Um, I just got back this week, actually, from the Kainos Koinonia 2020 event in Portland. Well, I take that back. It's actually in Malala, which is a little bit, uh, I believe, south of Portland. Wherever it is, it's in the woods. And it was amazing. We had people from all over the U.S. converging in this picturesque lodge and we spent three solid days together just drinking in this holy spirit intoxication exploring what it means to live in covenant kingdom community and i just i can't even describe how fried in a good way i i I am from that experience it's just it was so wonderful just to be encouraged and to get the chance to encourage other people in the flesh, in real community. But anyway, I don't want to take too long here because I got the chance to sit down with Matt and Katie Spinks. If you've listened to this podcast any amount of time, you're no stranger to Matt Spinks. He's one of my good friends. Um, He's my partner in the gospel. And uh, his amazing, lovely wife, who I have not had on the podcast yet, but she is such a treasure. And then another friend of mine, Kelsey Aper from New York. Um, So my wife and I, uh, we did first year of Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in 2013. And Kelsey was in our class. And so we've known her sort of off and on since then. And uh, it was really good to get the chance to talk with her. And so I invited a couple of friends and uh, we found a spot where we could just record and uh, really had no agenda other than to see what happens. And so you'll hear um, there was a real tangible swirl of the Holy Spirit just bubbling up as we were talking. But um, I asked a couple of good questions and I love the answers that they gave. And so I know you're going to be blessed by this conversation. But before we actually jump in, I just wanted to point out that you can follow all of these people. Um, Matt, you can follow on his Facebook page, Matt Spinks or thefirehouseprojects.com, which I will put a link to in the description of this episode. Uh, Katie, his wife, Katie Spinks, Binks is always sharing these awesome, glorious, um, short like Facebook posts that are just loaded with revelation and encouraging goodness. And then Kelsey too, um, and she also is creating dance stuff. And so she has a Patreon, which I will also link to, where she's creating Holy Ghost enriching dance content. If you're listening to this and you're just feeling that bubbling up of the Holy Spirit inside of you and you decide, hey, I want to actually support these people. I want to actually give to what God is doing in them. Well, by all means, just check the description of the episode. I'll put all the links you need. And so without further deliberation... This is my conversation with Matt and Katie Spinks and Kelsey Aper.
Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> mm. Thanks for tuning in to the House of Bliss podcast. I am having a fantastic time at the Kainos Koinonia weekend. It is a beautiful All Saints Day here in uh, Portland, Oregon. Halloween. I happen to be wearing a Mario hat right now, and Matt's mm-hmm. wearing his. My usual, usual costume <laughs> of himself. My usual masks that I wear. Usual, yes, oh his, usual, his usual defense mechanisms. Of <laughs> <laughs> but um, with me, I have Kelsey. I actually don't know how to say your last name, and I've known you for uh, like seven years. So how do you say your last name? Apricot. Okay. It's just never come up in conversation. So. It has not. Apricot. Yeah. Apricot. Okay. God. Kelsey Apricot. We have the beautiful and fantastic revelatory. Katie Spinks here. Oh yeah, that's me. That's a uh, wife of Matt Spinks, and you all have heard of heard heard of and heard from Matt Spinks many times on this show. But We're uh, back. just in case you're forgetting, he is uh, one of my good friends oh, in the glory yeah. and partners in the gospel friends. and just sharing the good news. But I wanted to uh, just get this group of people together because every single time I interact with them, whether we're talking about like the butterflies or like <laughs> the deeper mysteries of the incarnation, it just is so good. So. Um, thanks for coming along for the ride, everybody, and uh, I'm just gonna get going here. Like, uh, maybe we'll just open up with a couple of like silly questions. What's everyone's favorite color? Mm. <laughs> My favorite color is fuchsia, <laughs> purple mixed with red. Okay, it's vibrant and alive. Ooh, vibrant and alive. Mm. I oh. like all the colors when they're together. Mm. Mm. So like, oh. so like brownish. <laughs> <laughs> No mixing, no mixing. Are we talking like Next Crayola? Next to each other, like, ding, you, ding, 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 ding. She likes rainbow. I did a thing in like, <laughs> like fourth grade where I mixed all these crayons together in a melter, and Ooh. it like it wasn't actually that cool looking though. So what you mean is like on the rainbow spectrum, yeah, like how they? Okay, the cool. Whole spectrum. Yeah. I like looking at that. It makes sense. <laughs> like I like looking at that. And uh, Matholomew, what's your favorite? I'd probably say green. The the life, you know. Freshness is mm-hmm. grass. You got that out of the prophetic code book. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, people always say green means new life, but to me it just means shingding prosperity in my pocket. Oh, yeah. green. Greenbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, greenbacks. My wife That's why you do this podcast, right? Yeah, right. I do it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for my little glory stipend. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do a favorite movie or two and why. Mm. Well, I know mine because and a lot of you already know, but I love uh, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. A lot of glory. <laughs> don't don't get me started. Oh, you said why, huh? Oh, God. Daddy's here. Not if you've seen the movie. I mean, you know, Christians boycott uh, this movie, or they did when it came out, because it's not technically accurate. Uh, you know, like most movies are. They're also technically accurate, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's no passion of it's the no Christ. Passion Only Christ. passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> the Pope said that it was as, as what do you say? It is as it was about the passion, but um, yeah, no, I love uh, what dreams may come. It's just so. Uh, I mean, just the heart that you see of Christy, the main character, that descends all the way into hell because heaven wasn't heaven without his bride. 
and oh, all God. the implications of that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so good. The whole movie is like an intoxicating love story of Jesus and us. Jesus may come. Yeah, pick it up. How about you, uh, Katie? We were talking over lunch the other day. I I did not expect your um, love for sci-fi. I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize you were a total nerd. But that's cool. Though. I am too. So total nerd. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean. I mean, I love funny movies, and I love quoting Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it gets me every time, and uh, I can't help so myself. Moving. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes all day with Dad, you know. That's... Boy. I love, <laughs> I love laughter. <laughs> oh, and I love, I love Jim Carrey. I watched a documentary of him doing uh, the Man on the Moon yeah, acting, good. and at the end, um, at the time with my conversation with the Lord, I was just like, God, just feel like I don't have like strong ambitions, like to do stuff. Like I'm just so good just being and at the end of the documentary uh they asked jim he's like so what what's the next thing like and jim's like i have no ambitions (laughs) and he's just like beaming his face (laughs) like he's just so satisfied and i'm just like oh my god yes (laughs) yes just being so satisfied with life and uh, just being in the moment and so yeah Jim love Jim Carrey we love you Jim (laughs) if you ever listen to this if you ever get around to it we love you we love you (laughs) um the movie that always comes to mind when I hear that question is a movie called Frequency. Hmm. And it's, I haven't seen it in years, um, but it's a movie about a son and his father. And there's this radio and they're able, like, it's like when the Aurora Borealis happens in the sky, like once every, like several, several years. And the dad passes away, but the son is actually able to like, it basically, it like crosswires in time when they use this radio, and so he's actually able to like connect with his dad from like a past year. Oh, so it's trippy. So in like present time, the dad is is not there, but he, the son connects with like a former year. Wow! And like is able to talk to him. So it was just like super powerful. I remember when I saw it, but. I have a lot of other favorites. Yeah. Um, I think that's similar to my favorite movie. Mine's Interstellar. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen that. But uh, the essentially, the planet is um, is wasted from like just environmental abuse. Dang. And so they get a team together um, of astronauts who have to go scope out a possible like new planet. And this girl's dad is selected for the mission. And so... Um, he he leaves and he's out in space and 
he's gone for years and years and eventually his transmissions aren't able to be sent back to earth but he still gets her transmissions and he sees over the years that she begins to believe this lie that he's not answering because he doesn't love her that he abandoned her and so she gets angrier and angrier and there's a scene where he's just watching her as an adult daughter just like I hate you like you left me and he's weeping and then finally um, he there's this long story but he ends up going through a black hole and he hasn't aged at all but he ends up going into the future and visiting with his daughter when she's an old woman and then like he takes her hand and he's just like I I never stopped loving you and and she 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 found him in space basically she must have figured it out she went out in space and she grabbed him in and then he said how did you how did you know where to find me or how did you know I'd be back and she said because my dad promised me Yeah, I'm. I'm just. My mind is so fried from this weekend. Like no. I, every moment of this time together has just been so filled with a tangible sense of the goodness of Jesus. And I think for someone like me who came out of uh, charismatic circles that were so heavy on the emphasis of intimacy, which is a nice, good thing, but it's kind of like you and your prayer closet and you and your Jesus personally. But it's so refreshing to just be around the Sphinxes because it's like, not that you guys don't have your own like time with God or anything, but it's just like, it's, us it is it is us all the way it is like even like it's almost like i'm only interested in experiencing god as a family like that's Mm. just what it's all about come on and it's so good man like i'm just having such fun with that but your message last night matt was all about um community something of a life message would you mind just sharing a couple of thoughts that you had about community with us yeah uh I'm pretty fried too, so <laughs> this this podcast is coming after days and days of drinking together, meetings, morning meditations, and evening late into the night worship. So, Lord have mercy. But uh, real but, quick, but no. we're just drinking with these like Russian dudes who oh. we don't even speak the same language, but we were singing together in tongues nice. for like a good half hour, yes. and it was just like wave after wave. Like I'm I'm so fried. Good. So mercy. Yeah. Grace to you, bro. And we have one more session together where the Russians are going to lead us all in worship in a language we don't know. It's going to be amazing. But just like normal, but you know, tongues, glory, tongues of fire. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, so much of our life message has been this uh, empowering glory community is actually a kind of our tagline for our ministry because. We've just felt so called, like ever since I really encountered God as a living person, other than just a book or a concept or something, it's like, for some reason, just community like made so much sense to me. You know, uh, I used to read about the Jesus people and how they would all like get together and and revival was happening in the seventies and stuff. And then reading the book of Acts was always so like provocative to me, just hearing like all the amazing things that were going on and it always seemed to be happening in the midst of like a body of Christ, you know, that a people, a group, a church, uh, relationships, you know, with, with humans. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just for us, we, 
we've just wanted to, I mean, really, I just want to encourage people to get in it, you know, just be in it, be in relationships, be in real relationships with people and see what happens. And, you know, like you said, so much of our church emphasis over the years has been get alone in your prayer closet, brother, get a word. And that's good. I mean, that's, but there's also like this rich thing of encountering Christ in one another and how I think God deliberately doesn't give us every little revelation or anointing or thing to walk in unless we're in partnership with all the other members of the body and the, I mean, the body picture, you know, fingers, hands, eyes, ears, you know, it's actually real. And, uh, and I think so many people just think that maybe that's like a interesting picture or metaphor, but man, like we've just begun to experience like when we're whacked in the glory of God together and then the anointing start to manifest to like giftings and callings come out. Then we're like, oh my goodness, like that was something I never even thought about. Or like, that doesn't happen when I pray, but, but that happens when you pray, you know, but here's what happens when I pray and we all mix it together. You know, mm. this amazing, mm. like, just, I don't know, dude, it, I, we call it glory community, you know, uh, or the supernatural presence of Jesus mm. and Abba and Holy Spirit is actually, uh, Man, not just being talked about, but being tangibly experienced um, in the midst of a people. So, I mean, that's a lot of our emphasis, and we are unpacking that throughout the weekend and just encouraging that because I think so many people are giving up on church. You know, they've been burned by church, or uh, it's it can be challenging. You know, I mean, it's challenging just having one friendship sometimes. You know, mm. let alone a whole bunch of people. And so, a lot of this, we're just coming together and saying it can be fun, it can be easy don't give up you know there's new wineskins there's ways to live in community and essentially when the gospel of jesus and the the glory presence are foremost then community flows and uh it's fun so yeah but in that you you talked last night about priorities and Mm -hmm. i think that was you maybe it was jared maybe it was both maybe Mm -hmm. you both said it but it was something about like we'll we'll move uh you know we'll move for like a nice view of the ocean or like we'll move for uh you know we'll move for whatever little thing but like for some reason we all have this weird block where we won't place like life and community together as believers um as a high priority and we're used to like doing that with church like oh do you serve at church or do you go but what you guys are talking about is so much more like organic and rich and um can you talk a little bit about what your commitment to each other looks like because you've been Mm. in it for the long haul like 10 12 years now or something like that 15 yeah and um even to the point where like there's a few people in your group like you have rings can you just share Mm. a little bit about some of the significance of that yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, it's funny because whenever you bring up the rings, people get real scared, you know, because but even without the rings, it's like as soon as you start talking about community becoming a high priority, it's like in our Western culture, it's like the cult jokes come out and the Kool-Aid and everything, you know, because like and I think that honestly was probably like a strategy of the enemy or whatever, like in raising up some of these weird like extremist groups. So now people are afraid of like the beautiful just joy of committed relationships 
relationships with, with other humans. Um, and it's, it, unfortunately it's true that, uh, a lot of groups that do form a committed relationships become a bit controlling can easily get that way and manipulative, you know, uh, when we're not walking in grace and the glory, it's like, we want to force people and control people and stuff. So I get it, you know, but, um, but yeah, for us, I mean, like, like you were mentioning, I mean, and I was kind of sharing about last night, it's, it's, you know, we were, we were reading out of Ephesians four, it talks about through the church, the now, like the intent, the eternal purpose of the ages was that, uh, the, that, uh, the, the riches of Christ would be expressed through us, the manifold wisdom of God, or it was Ephesians three Oh yeah, would be manifest good. through us, you know? And, uh, and I really believe that's the case. And I, I feel like that's what the kingdom of God is. It's talked about all through the scriptures. It's, it's that, you know, the kingdom, it's, it's like where God lives and, and what God has been doing for all eternity is, is Abba, Jesus and Holy Spirit in relationship, just communing and enjoying each other, enjoying the glory. And that is the kingdom of God. And the, the Bible talks about the kingdom of God all over you know, to the point where Jesus said, seek first the kingdom or seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. And so, wow, wow. That's where I feel like, you know, it can't, you really can't place like almost too high of a priority on it. I mean, it's obviously your relationship with God and your marriage and your family, but all of that blends in with glory community. It's like in the people that you're around. And so, um, like you were saying, it, uh, because of abuses or because of uh, hurts and traumas or whatever it may be, like relationships are often like, well, if I, if I get good relationships, then that's great. You know, if I have encouraging people around me, that's like great. But most people are focused on, you know, just survival or making money or moving for whatever various reasons. And like, and you almost always find those people are like either lonely or, you know, depressed, discouraged, like, you know, if, if they really open up to you, they're like not living this life of overflowing and overcoming joy, you know, that we're promised in his presence, the fullness of joy. And so we've just found, you know, I mean, ever since I think we, we started this thing where we, we exchanged rings with, with those that felt really called to, um, each other in the, in the same like area of Fort Wayne mm -hmm. and wanted to live it out together. And some people didn't like make that commitment. And we were like, it's totally fine. You're still our friends. We still hang out with you. But we wanted to have something with each other where we said like, Hey, let's do this for a long time. You know, like let's stay in this, let's commit. And uh, we've seen so much fruit come out of it. In fact, it's like, I don't know. There's just, you know, it's, we've learned a lot. It's quite a, quite a long, um, like journey of just learning what commitment is, what it isn't, how to do it without manipulating and controlling each other. But, uh, but, but finding a richness in like, you know, like you said, I mean, many people in our current culture are afraid of marriage because they're afraid of commitment. They're afraid of family. It's like non-commitment is almost a value that you hear taught in a lot of places. It's like, just avoid it because, you know, because we associate commitment with control or we associate commitment with, uh, being miserable. Yeah. Being, being boxed in being, um, yeah. As, as if it's limiting rather than the freedom uh, I mean, why did God create marriage to begin with? Why did God put us in a body of Christ? Because commitment actually sets you free because unconditional love can only be lived out in the context of that long-term relationship where you, where you're like, I'm going to be with you 
even if you screw up, even if you hate me, I'm going to still be with you. Like, even if you stop doing all the things I think you're supposed to do, like, I want to be your friend, you know? It's so there's a lot of gospel love in there. And, um, I think this glory community thing is, is really an essential, uh, natural manifestation of the gospel and the glory of Jesus. So. It, it seems like, and I'm going to turn it over to Kelsey here, but one of the nuggets I really extrapolated, extracted, whatever, from your message last night was just the idea, the radical mind shift. And it's really not that crazy when you think about who God is and what Come on. the book of Acts is all about and all that stuff. But just this radical idea for American Christians that mm-hmm. what if your calling, what if your commitment was not to a cause or to a yes. purpose, but to, a, to a group of people yeah, to and not, other. not in a way of like, this is my movement and I will never deviate from it or think differently or yes. not that culty thing, but like, you guys, you just don't embody that in any way of like control. So glad. But when I see what you have with your friends, like, um, you know, like Brian and Emily and stuff, you guys have said like our highest priority is loving you guys. And then they reciprocate that. Like what a beautiful thing. Good it's really, job. it's different because people go, Oh, well, you know, I don't like what the church is doing. I'm just going to start a house church, but then it becomes more of the same thing. Yeah. It's just another church, just small and at your house with, you know, yeah. better seating, I guess, on yeah. the couch. <laughs> but you know, it's like, but you're actually talking about committing your life to people that you feel a calling towards, not um, a purpose. And Kelsey, like we've had some really good conversations recently about how you and I are both uh, kind of like Type D disc people where like we just have this thing in us where we love to like get stuff done we love to achieve goals and I think it's God given and it's good but like I think we're both kind of on this parallel discovery track of discovering like man all of my dreams all of my goals and desires are actually not really worth it apart from this family in God and you being in a big city, could you just kind of touch on some of the stuff you've been learning um, in that vein? Yeah, for sure. I have so many thoughts uh, <laughs> Go ahead. going Let on. Just yeah, <laughs> wow. God is doing so much in me, <sighs> and just really. Um, I, I mean, and I feel like it's actually an a, a revealing of the needs of every human being. Like it's not even necessarily making it about like a calling that like community is a calling. Yes, it is, but it's also, it's like baked into our DNA. Like you cannot (laughs) (laughs) baked Baked to get sauced. Uh, (laughs) Shiggy bungy. So like you can't. (laughs) Oh, daddy's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank the Lord. Oh. I don't want to take away from what you're saying, but it's so drunk. Dude, bring it, bring it. You just said the word baked. Like trigger word. Realms. <laughs> you guys can't baked see it right now. Sauce, but there's like a swirl of glory around this little table. It's so thick right now. If you're listening to this podcast, just perceive it. Just feel it right over the airways. Just feel it. Oh my God. Bless you. Oh my God. Blessings. But 
As you were saying, Cases. baked, Kelsey, baked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And I think what what the Lord, in in the riches of His mercy, at least the way that He's um, dealt with me in in our walk, is it's like He will allow the grace to lift on things and allow me to utterly break down and allow me to find myself without any more gas in the car and I may not understand why but it's because there's something um, missing there's something depleted there's something not being um, nurtured and it's and it's something in that DNA realm it's something in that fundamental human need that that was a blind spot for me because I wasn't raised to understand the value of this thing and and that's no shame on the way I was raised it just that's just how it happened yeah and so all of us could probably see that in a lot of ways you know it's the yes the American American way way. where where dreams are prime like primary yeah you know you go to school yeah occupation you go to school to get a good job you you put everything aside for the sake of you know getting straight A's or you put everything aside for the sake of drilling your craft or drilling your sport or drilling your dream and and honing in um and 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 there's something to that like if you look at the greats in all of the industries like they've given their freaking whole life over to Mm -hmm. what they're doing and it and it's like a marriage to that thing Mm -hmm. but i think that (laughs) maybe it's because i know jesus Mm -hmm. like he just doesn't allow for there to be grace like that's what I was saying it's like he won't allow for there to be grace and me to keep going um in that vehicle um the gas eventually runs out mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that's where I found myself most recently right before the COVID shutdown was oh my gosh like there's such a radical um imbalance going on and I'm not really sure why because I'm just doing what I know to do um but I think those, you know, like I said, like those primal needs, and, and that's what I love about what Matt and Katie are have been doing is they've taken that, um, and and like let that be the focus. And and I think it's for such a time as this because we, especially in America, like need need something to show us like this is what it's about. And so I think everything that Jesus has revealed to me up until this point and, and the, the, my dreams and, um, the other things that I was putting my hand to are good things. They're, they're beautiful things, but without family, without, without, and it's not even about family. Like there, there are plenty of people in my life who have been such beautiful relationships to me and and who I consider family, whether it's blood or not, or, you know, blood or friends or spiritual family. Like, um, I'm not saying that I, I haven't had anything, you know what I mean? But in my own sense of priorities, like the way that I see Matt and Katie and, and the community that they've cultivated, it's like, this is what I drop everything for. Yeah. I don't drop everything for my craft. I don't drop everything. Like, I don't think we're wired to be able to have multiple things that we can like drop everything for. Like first is first. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm so used to, whoa, I'm, I've been so used to making dance first and everything else bows to that essentially. Yeah. Um, 
And then I met Jesus. Yeah. And then I met Jesus and like everything bows to Jesus, but there's so much like healing that had to healing in the renewing of the mind that had to kind of happen to get me to this place where now he's like just been diving so deep in my like subconscious fundamental priority and priority system where it's like he, he told me, um, unless you put family first, you will not be able to function. So that's where I'm at now. And and I'm still in the middle of that journey. And it, it, it's been like such a wild ride and good and, and emotional and, and wild. And yeah, that's kind of the gist, I'd say. That's so good, though. There's kind of like a dual problem there. You know, um, we we drop everything uh, for our like craft or we're taught to do that. But the weird thing is we're doing that. I think because deep down we think if we do that, we'll become great. And if we become great, we'll be loved. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas if we were just willing to surrender that and be a part of an unconditional family, we would be loved. And then anything we do out out of that would end up being great anyway. Yeah. And, And I think my fear a lot of times like that tries to pop up sometimes is like, uh, if I, if I really surrender myself to family, that means that I'm pulling the plug on mm-hmm. everything that it's not even just that I have ambitions. It's like, I've been shown things mm-hmm. by God. Like I want to, you know, like you guys know, like I love music and I, there's like stuff I've seen from God. And yet he wasn't necessarily telling me to, it's almost like, I wonder if it'd sometimes it'd be better not to know that stuff until it's like you get a better um, foundation of family because if he gives you that kind of word and it falls on a cultural framework internally right. of American Christianity, mm-hmm. you will take that and go, oh, that means you want me to drop everything exactly. for this word. Yep. <laughs> it's not really what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I have such a huge heart for seeing a, a culture or a group of people or a certain lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, where we don't have to choose between family and between your passion yeah. Yeah. and your calling. Like I really, it makes me mad. Cause I'm like, you shouldn't have to choose between one or the other. But I think it's one of those funny things where I can liken it to the whole, like put Jesus first and it blesses all the rest of your mm-hmm. relationships or yes. seek first the kingdom and exactly. all else will be added. I think it's like one of those. Someone should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, it gives me chills because I think, and it's it's similar to like when you tithe, like somehow your money stretches Hmm. like supernaturally longer than it should. I think it's one of those where it's like, if you let your DNA be your DNA, (laughs) if you let yourself stop trying to jump out of the bread, but stay baked into the DNA that you are to have family and stay sauced in the bakery. (laughs) (laughs) then like all of the other goodies are going to be added into the bake shop like so you're saying there's a bakery one thing 
have spiritual family, but like that's why I love to use the term glory community as well because it's like you're really getting into that sauce, you know, just like <laughs> just the wax, man. I, like I, I've I've been so thankful for like you know I mean your listeners know what the whack is they wouldn't be listening probably but you know like stuff that's come up over the last like well it's been around since Pentecost but uh, <laughs> just the wine of his presence mm. it's like you know. <laughs> Oh my God! When you have friends that that are committed and long term getting together in in the bliss, in the wine, in the glory together, then it's like I don't know, man. That because that's where you know it's in it's in the glory that all your oh, giftings, your anointings, your yeah. callings, where healing happens, where health la, 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 flows, and so then out of that place, yeah. out of that spiritual family, dear, dear, it empowers dear. everything else. You know those dreams that you have. Like it, it, it's meant to empower those things. It supports those. It's like, yes. we're not just getting together just to read a few scriptures or whatever, but we're getting together in the glory to experience God together and in one another. And then out of that will flow all the manifestations of the kingdom of God to influence yeah. every area of society and every area of, you know, every sphere of finances and, and business and, and schools and callings, whatever it may be, yeah. you know? And, and, uh, but man, it's like, for me, uh, if it's not in the sauce with friends no. that are committed to each other, that doesn't mean you don't have people that come and go or visit or whatever sometimes, but that you have this like stability. It's like, man, I'm just not even interested. Right, like, right. I just want to party. I just think we're built for a pleasure and we're built for, there's such an extreme amount of pleasure too. It's like, we're not doing this community thing just because it's supposed to be a high priority. It's like, it is the highest pleasure. I'm addicted to yeah. it. Like, that's why we really got into it in the mm -hmm. beginning, to be honest. It was like, we're like, dude, there's just nothing better than being seen and known. Like, and I loved the way the words you put to it was like, everybody's doing all this stuff because they want to experience unconditional love. It's like, well, let's just get in unconditional love. <laughs> and then and then, then like, it's what dreams may come. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, then it's what Katie said. Like that emit, tie -in. And then we emit frequencies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoa. And, and then we become dumb and dumb. <laughs> the ultimate tie-in. So, it's what Katie said, too, uh, earlier. Like She's like, you know, I just don't have a ton of ambitions because she feels unconditionally loved already, you know? Daddy. And really, that's when you're in the rest of God, the rest, and that's where real fruit manifests. Because, like, if you're doing something that didn't originate out of satisfaction, rest, and unconditional love, then you're doing it out of some strange, unhealthy need. Right, right. Which really doesn't bear long-term kingdom fruit anyways. Right. And you get all these really excellent, like, performers, excellent creators, excellent whatever they may be doing, but they're doing it out of that unhealthy need oh, and it's just like just what Paul says is chaff too. you know are, yeah. like in the end it's all just gonna burn up because not because God's like real angry want to burn everything away but because it's not based on love it just has no substance right. to like remain you know so, so true. I think it, it bears like fruit of mental illness and emotional yeah. sickness too because like if you're only loved for like the way you perform yes it's yeah. the loneliest I think that's why hmm. you know famous people yeah. struggle so much because it's like to be loved it's like what you shared or jared shared earlier like to be loved but not known yes like that doesn't do the trick Dude. it just doesn't it never will mm. 
to quote the the great mighty heretic Rob Bell, um, he said mm-hmm. he was talking about his experience being a megachurch pastor, and he's like, I got all the way to the top of that mountain, and I realized there's nothing there, and yeah. I was lied yeah. to. <laughs> he had the most like biggest church ever, you know, super explosion of growth and all that, and just. It's like there was nothing there. But um, I wanted to ask you guys a, a question a little more practically speaking because I think this year has been the ultimate year of like the emperor has no clothes for the church because, you know, we a lot of, things. A lot of people have been just coasting along in church for so long and, and until they were forced into a quarantine by themselves, able to ponder in their own hearts and stuff and realize like this thing that a lot of people are doing this machine, this like McNuggets business that we're calling church Dang. is not actually doing the trick for me. Shit. And what's funny is the church, it's not funny, it's sad, but I'm not trying to be a bummer here, but like the church so... As would say, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's hilarious. The, the church so dropped the ball on loving people in that moment and instead were just waiting until they could, you know, everybody's like, oh, there's big viruses here. Now there's going to be a revival, but all they're doing is buying their time to where they can launch the next stadium ministry thing like they can't get out of their head that it's not about this giant stadium ministry thing so what I'm seeing I'm preaching here what I'm seeing is people all over the nation who are now going well the only thing left is to just begin to meet in our homes and I think that a lot of people are excited about that. But I, one question I have for you is I see kind of two groups of people. One is like people who they, they want, they know the message of the gospel and, um, they might read the books and they might gather people, but they don't feel like there's necessarily a lot of sauce on it. You know, that the way, what we're experiencing now at this table, this swirly, mystical, glory, Whoa. Holy Spirit presence that just saturates your emotions. But the other side is they might have a lot of friends who, you know, flow in a lot of anointing, but what they're into preaching wise, theology wise is just leading to more of that dead work stuff. You know, that got to get out there, got to like slay this thing or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. or we got to focus all our attention on politics or whatever. And I'm just curious what advice you guys might have for people who are just feeling that pull to just begin to meet with people. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, snap. Well, you you know, God's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) This is his idea, and and this is what he's put in us. So, um, he is doing it. Holy Spirit is, is... Hovering around here, <laughs> you know, downloading these ideas, downloading this revelation that we can have fellowship with the saints, that we can have fellowship with one another, that we can be reconciled, and uh, that this that when Jesus died, this he did something, come and on, it, and it manifests in a real, tangible way. And you know, we're all still figuring it out. We don't know. <laughs> we're we're trying to wrap language around uh, these experiences and what's what is going on. Uh, this is heaven on earth, but how do we describe what we've been invited to? You know, what's the party like here? Um, 
So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, loving people where they're at. And I think any advice, you know, is, is keep asking Holy Spirit questions because we all have questions on what's, what is it? What does it look like? You know, how are we, what are we doing? What can we do better? Uh, how can we minister this, this presence and this love to one another in a real effective way, you know, where we feel encouraged, you know, we're encouraging one another. And I think, uh, that's that's why we're meeting with one another because uh, that we need to be reminded, you know, that God's here, God's in you, God's in me, and yeah. when two or three are gathered, there He is, and uh, we can ask Him questions. We can say, "What do you want to show us, Jesus?" and expect mm-hmm. that He knows, He hears, and He He wants to show us, you know. Mm. So. I don't know if that answers the question. No, that's so good. Yeah, he's doing it. Doing <laughs> probably the best answer dear, I've ever dear, heard. Dear, dear, dear. Um, Matt, and, Matt and I like to. We both really like the topic of like the, um, how to approach the practical tools in, but in a drunk way. Yeah. You know, and like in like a graciously saturated, like holy, holy spirit saucy way, and. Um, so I could give you those things of like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I, I've been really good at like knowing, knowing those tools or like, I don't know. I, I've learned a lot of those tools, like in, in different ministry schools and things. So like the practical, just getting alone with Jesus and I don't know it, it, but it, but now it just feels like such an overflow of like the desire of my heart. It's not about the discipline of it or about like the practice or the tool. It's just like, no, like this is just what we do. Like I love spending time with Jesus. Like I have to, I have to, I can't live without when the spending have to turns time. to a have to. Like I have yeah. to, <laughs> it's like the H gets thicker. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> But, you know, at least for me, it's like I've, that's what I've become like really acquainted to is like the alone with Jesus, like that place. So now for me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, dang, like I have, I have to like experience like Jesus and other people and like Jesus in community. When you just really look at Jesus, you just look at him, you know, just look at him. Um, he won't fail you. Like he, he is the shepherd ultimately. So like I could sit here and give you tools, like spend time with Jesus, read your Bible out loud. Cause that's really drunk. Cause Mm. like when you, this is a fun side note. Like when you read your Bible out loud, it's going in through more senses. So it's like a more saturated experience. Cause you're speaking it with your mouth. You're reading it with your eyes and you're listening with your ears. So it's more than like just reading it quietly. Anyway, that's a side note. That's for free. You can have it. (laughs) Um, Shiggy bongi. So there's like those practical things. Worship. Like I, Mm. Holy Spirit invited me into um, a practice of getting up in the morning and just worshiping for an hour. And to me, that's been really life-giving in this time because I love getting up in the morning and just taking, grabbing the horns of my day and like 
like this is gonna be a day where I'm freaking aware of Jesus that's mm. just how it's gonna be yeah. like nothing else mm. I'm not gonna look at my phone first I'm not gonna look at my mail first like I'm gonna look at Jesus first and mm. it's like when we got up when we get up and meditate in the mornings and like do our our mantra of Yahweh like it, there's something that happens in the mornings subconsciously for your brain that sets you up for the rest of the day it's like you know there's those practical I, things I didn't actually know that part so that's awesome yeah it's like whatever you eat in the beginning of the day is what sustains you through the rest of the day mm. um but yeah I like dude Jesus like he's just it like I'm about to get his name tattooed on my body. Like, <laughs> he's it. All, everything is summed up in this name. Like, this person of Jesus. He, if you just look at him. Mm, if just you just look, look at, at him. And, like, and I think those tools are meant to serve your... They serve you to remember that you want to just look at him. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the only one you want to mm -hmm. look at. Those tools help to serve you to not be distracted and, and get deceived into thinking that, you want other things mm -hmm. like your heart of hearts he is the desire of the nations your heart of hearts only wants Jesus so he's the one that leads you into what you need for the season he's the one that prunes you he's the one that he's the one that cuts off and, and burns off the chaff so that your life gets better and better and better and better and better. Glory to glory. And you realize, holy moly, heaven is here. Heaven is here in me, all around, alone with him, amongst community. Mm. All of it is pointing to Jesus. All of it is summed up in Jesus. Nothing yes. that was made was made without Jesus. It was made through him, by him, for him. We're created to worship someone. We're created to worship something. And and God is in the business of knocking down idols so that you don't stumble by them. Mm. He's in the business of getting you so hammered, drunk, inebriated, intoxicated, <laughs> in ecstatic <laughs> bliss on Jesus. Come on. Because you are made for that. Yeah. Drugs won't do it. <laughs> Sex won't do it. Career won't do it. Money won't do it. Family won't do it by itself. Right. Does rock cool. and roll do it, Cole? No. Okay. That. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers the question, but all oh, I yeah. know is okay. Jesus, it does the trick. Amen. He's no, so what I what I hear you saying, just practicing my active listening. There you go. Man. What I hear you saying is that practical tools can be very helpful, but what it really comes down to is are you addicted yeah. to the reality of Jesus? Like Carmen you, said. Yeah. If you're if you're addicted to G what did he say? Addicted to Jesus. Oh, cool. yeah. If you're if you're addicted to Jesus, wow. kind of like love finds a way, and you will find yourself manifesting greater and greater in that. Wow. It's so like with any practice, and I go over this in my book, High on God, which you can buy on my website. <laughs> but uh, in chapter is... seven and chapters ten uh, at thefirehouseprojects.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, check, check. No, All but the links I, will be in the description. Yeah. So one of the things I go through over and over, cause I present the practices, sure. you know, of just traditional kind of Christian disciplines as they're called, which yeah. I don't really like that language, but those things were 
things historically that Holy Spirit has used and they're so awesome and prayer and worship and just getting, you know, impartation is one that was just coming to mind. There's so much whack on it. Just like being around other drunk people, being around other glory community people, it, you know, if you're like, wow, how do I get into this? How, what do I do? Like getting around them and get, there's like a tangible thing that rubs off. Like that's one, a big one. But all of those things are like, they're practices that you practice until you realize that practices weren't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you just because it. it is finished and you're in union and you're in completeness. And like the truth about you and about every one of us is that you're already filled with the glory. You're in the glory. You're surrounded everywhere you go. It's like St. Patrick said, Christ above me, Christ beneath me, in front of me, behind me, within me, within everyone I meet, within every blade of grass, like Christ, Christ, Christ is everywhere. So how could I be sober? How could I be alone? How could I be, you know, lonely? How could I be depressed? How could I be all those things? But most people, like when they hear those words at first, they're not used to them. And so there's ways that Holy Spirit often uses, whether it's prayers, meditations, Bible study, serving the poor, you know, impartations. But then eventually you realize, oh man, like all of those things were only like serving me to the point where I realized that I didn't really need any of those things because I was already in him to begin with, you know, which I think is an Eastern saying. It's like, you know, practice these things until you realize you didn't need to, you know, Hmm. but uh, it's also like Brother Lawrence, who is like a monk for years and did all the practices. But then after a while, he said, I abandoned all set prayers and forms of devotion. And now I just give myself to whatever my state obliges me. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> So, but back to what I was saying before Matt rudely interrupted me, <laughs> is uh, it sounds like what I hear you saying, all of you, is that what really matters is that there's just this tasting and seeing and then be, like you become addicted to the reality of God to the point where there's just like no other option, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, what I believe in is the value of just impartation. It's like maybe somebody listening to this podcast might not have experienced that yet, but I know because this microphone's on the table and it's going right into their earlobes right now that when you guys pray, God can actually stir something up. So would you guys just do... um, would you guys just pray and impart over the listeners that they would just begin to feel the addiction of heaven? Just yeah. whatever you want to do in that. Lord, we just thank you for your love just washing over them. Lord, that love that causes us to just wow become so inebriated, just so intoxicated, just so giddy and renewed. It just builds this confidence that we can talk to God and God hears us and God delights in us. And it just brings up this joy that we are seen and known. And that joy just overflows. It just overflows to one another. Can't get enough of a good thing. Mm. Holy Spirit, you're just revealing how beloved each person is in in you in Jesus that you have delighted in each one of us before the foundation of the 
world. And there is no flaw in us, just a pure, spotless bride we are before you, just so desired, so loved. And just let that love just intoxicate us. We could just get a taste and see, and it's so good, so good. <laughs> we just drink in your goodness, Lord, how good you are towards us. Hallelujah. To love us and set us completely free from anything that hindered love. Yeah, thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, that whatever they need, whether it's um, whether it is those disciplines, I, I yeah, I thank you, Jesus, that whatever season that they're in, whoever is listening, whatever season you're in, I just pray that the father would, as he does, as the good shepherd, he always leads you into the thing that you need. Whether that's Boing. whether that's a discipline or whether that's a utterly abandoning your disciplines, Boing. whether that is a style of worship music that you haven't listened to or that you don't usually listen to, mm. whether that's playing an instrument instead of worshiping like how you mm. usually do, whether that's dancing for the first time and letting your body worship, shubby doby doby, I I just release the 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 lid is off the box of God and the jack in the box has sprung and in Jesus name I just bless every single human being listening to this that you are a beloved child you're a beloved son (laughs) beloved daughter and you are fully embraced and I just I release a a total transparency and utter self-awareness to to be able to be totally transparent vulnerable with your king completely honest Uh, yeah I just in part every time that I've been radically honest with God and how much it's brought so much breakthrough and that even when I when I've been angry or or cussed or yelled or whatever ooh taboo oopsie too bad yep I had many times like that with Jesus so I just (laughs) release utter transparency with the father that nothing you say or do or think or feel is too much for him or too big for him and I just release crazy, crazy breakthrough into knowing that Jesus truly is all that you desire. Yeah. All sufficient. Every role that you need in your life. And and even if you're used to Jesus and, and it's time to, to plug into community, it's time to get vulnerable with people and let deep cry out to deep in people. I bless you with bravery and courage yeah. and just um, a fresh revelation of, of real trust in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. And um, I just want to tell you that it's uh, you're in the bakery and you're sauced. I'm coming out. <laughs> Family business. Shout out, man. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the House of Bliss podcast. 
If you'd like to support this ministry, it is super easy to do so. All you've got to do is go down and hit the link in the description, visit our Patreon page, and sign up. Any amount of monthly giving is going to unlock all kinds of extras and behind-the-scenes rewards. Another quick and easy way you can support us is you can just give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Each and every one of those goes a long way. I'm praying that God seals everything you heard today in your heart and that you stay rooted and grounded in His everlasting love. Thanks again. God bless.